Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Pretty Bubbles podcast. I'm joined by just two of the boys this week. The the, uh, the biggest nonce has decided not to join us because he's on a Jurassic Park live, uh, Jurassic yeah. Unicast live episode. So he decided to do that instead of yeah. talking football. Um, so fair play. Uh, Jamie and Mig, how are you doing, boys? Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's getting boring. I'm just bored of winning games do now. Know, do, you know, do you know what? It'll stop now, mate. I can't wait to get my hair cut next week. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl would say the same, but he's got no hair. No, nah, mate, is, honestly, uh, it's, long, it's been a long time. I just need it, need it cut off. I do normally, normally, I've got clippers and the missus doesn't, but they're somewhere in the cabin of all of my belongings <laughs> at the moment, and I can't find them anywhere. I've tried to find them, so I, just I can't wait. Get I booked chopped. mine in for the 22nd. I'm buzzing. Just well, feels... still a while away, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I did a little bit of a botched one like a month ago, but now it's uh, I've actually got an end in sight. <laughs> right, let's let's get off uh, the tangent of haircuts. The pretty and, uh, haircuts discuss, podcast. Yeah, let's uh, let's discuss West Ham and another three points in the bag. Uh, so Monday night we travelled to the Molyneux and we won three two, and it was very nearly. Uh, deja vu of two weeks prior against Arsenal, three nil up very early on, and then shitty bum time for about sixty minutes. Did you uh, know that's the first time in back to, uh, in Premier League history we scored three goals in the first half of a game? Back to back, yeah, back to back. Yeah. That's impressive. Oh, yeah, the decent. other stat I did they, say. Can you, can you stop taking Matt's stats? Bro? No, no, no. It's no, good. no, he didn't have <laughs> I like to, didn't have I like to share the wealth. Are you? Uh, did you it's use the one that I? Jay, it's not called Jamie's stats, okay? Have you got the <laughs> one I shared with you uh, on the night of the game, Higo? Uh, I I've, I remembered it. I'll, I'll let I'll open the floor to you though. So jump in with it. Go on. Yeah, that was the eighth game we've scored three goals in. Only two teams have done more: Man U and Man City. So we're absolutely incredible side. Moisey ball is enjoyable. We are massive. I'll come on to your mate David Moyes in a little while. <laughs> I'm sure you <laughs> fucking will. Because he's not my mate. <laughs> but, um, Mick, give me your thoughts on the game Monday night. Uh, I mean, yeah, what like we flying start again. Um, the boy Jesse Lingard just gets He's just so good. <laughs> I mean, me and Jamie, I think we all sort of said when we signed him, it's like, yeah, it's good, but it's not what we need. Um, and I am so glad to have been proven so wrong because so he has absolutely transformed us. I've eaten humble pie, and my God, has he proven me wrong more than... great to see you eat humble pie as well. <laughs> yeah. I've got a serious question. Since he signed for us, is he the best player in the league? Yeah, on form. Potentially, yeah. yeah. I think the only person that's like, comparable in the same time period, and they showed the stats um, during the game on Monday night, um, is Harry Kane in terms of goal contributions in the same period? Um, mm. They've both contributed to nine goals. Um, so we don't, like, we don't like Harry Kane, so we won't even. Put no, him and the th- the there. thing with Harry Kane is, you look at the the, the caliber of player he is. Anyway, he is he's, he's a top top class striker, um, and you expect that from him. When Lingard signed, no one expected this. We thought mm. people thought he'd be good. People thought he might do well. It'd be a little bit of a resurgence. But I can honestly say, no one predicted how well he would do. Mm. Well, this is his second best scoring season in Premier League history, and he's only played eight games. And that, it, there's, let's be honest, his best scoring season's eight. He could easily go and break that. Yeah, right? there's still eight games to go. So 
he's got a real good chance of breaking out the form he's on as well. The only problem is um, now, and we'll we'll talk more about uh, the injury to Antonio in the sort of next sort of segment. With Antonio out, that the run that Antonio made for his first goal was a striker's run. Um, yeah. And without a strike up, that could take away a few of Jesse's chances. Um, but then Jesse's got to be good enough to still create those chances, obviously, without a striker. So it might just hinder him a little bit. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, that, that goal, the it started from the back. Sufal winning the ball um, on the corner of our own area, ball into uh, four nows, and the little flick from four nows yeah. was, was Did just... He, a... meg, he meg-nutted him as well, meg-nuts. He absolutely meg-nutted him. And then... <laughs> And then from there, it's it's pretty much all about Lingard. As you say, Antonio's run takes two defenders out of the game. And it's, I mean, uh, Gary Neville was talking about it after the game and, and, and at half-time, actually, and how Wolves were so open to counter-attacks, which they're never normally like. Um, yeah, they gave the us so forward. much space. And it looked like they were like running in tree court at times. I mean, I know Lingard's pretty quick, but Saez looked like he was running backwards. Um, mm. So, I mean... They they did us favours in that first half. Um, second goal um, to meet uh, Dimitar Berbatov. Yeah, the only thing he didn't do was get on the end of it himself. But I mean, Masuaku right there, um, he impressed me again on his comeback. Um, I think it's now good that we've got that option again. Um, it's it was weird, really. It was, it was, we sort of fluctuated between a back three and a back four um, yeah. with. Um, Masuaku sort of fluctuating in between left wing back and left mid, depending on what we were doing at the time. So it's good to have that flexibility to change mid game. Um, and he looked he looked sharp when he came back as well. So mm. I know he only played sixty minutes, which was probably going to be the case um, no matter what, because it's been like months now since he's played. So he was, he's going to be eased back in gently. Um, he, and four hours is finished for that second one as well. The way he really? just opened his body up. Just his left foot just before he's hit it, his left foot's just shifted out of the way so he can open his right foot up. And at first I thought he'd scuffed it a bit, but then when you see the replay, it's actually just a really good finish. Yeah. I generally think he has become one of the most important players in that squad right now. You'd right argue now. after like hey, obviously Suchek, Rice, um Fabianski. Fabianski, Ogbonna, Creswell, four nows. Kick Freswell out that. No, mix. no, no. He's the only <laughs> person. He's the only person who's played every minute for West Ham this season. You can't yes, deny man. that he's undroppable. Ah, uh, you can't yeah, deny you, it. You can't drop him, can you? Who are you dropping him for? Masaraku. And then doing what? <laughs> yeah, so you, we've you seen him at left back. <laughs> yeah, that went really well last time, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. It so yeah, he he is like four hours is more and more becoming the, one of the the biggest cogs in the wheel of our of our squad. Um, obviously, then we lose Antonio. Um, which, by the way, talk- that thirty minutes he played, he was unreal. Well, like before we even scored, he at the post, hadn't he? Yeah. Um, where yeah. he just had a little run from about the halfway line, and um, we were going, "Don't shoot!" I was ready <laughs> to say, <laughs> <that>. shoot. <laughs> and then he's um, Patricio's made a fairly decent save to be fair and tipped it onto the post. But yeah, that that first thirty minutes from him. He was like that's when he's at his best. He was almost unplayable. He's just a battering ram. He's a unit. Defenders do not want to defend against him. Um, and even the, the when he picked up his injury and that little he picked it up from a throw in, fell over, got up, burst through about three defenders, and still managed to get a shot off. Um, mm. So that's like that's and obviously we're going to miss him. We'll talk about it a bit more. Um, and then Bowen comes on, and 
for the third goal, counter-attacking out from, I think it was originally a corner, it comes out, goes back in, Suchek heads it away to Lingard, and then it's the Wolves' defence is like an under-11s game where they've got five men running after one man. None of them put a tackle in. Like surely at that point, you've just got to try and put a foot in and do something. Yeah, just absolutely wipe them out. And they, they're all over there doing that, and Bowen's got to run through the middle one-on-one. Keeper's got to do better with a finish. Um, yeah. He's been beating at his near post, and it, it, it weren't a great... Sh- he hit it well, but it weren't a, a great finish or anything. He's got to be saving that. But, I mean, and then it was... It, I, it was so hard from that point on because we really missed Antonio. Like yeah. we just don't have, and especially when we're on the back foot, which we were as soon as like they got that goal just before half time. Um, when we're on the back foot, we need that outlet, someone up front to hold the ball up and bring others into play. Bowen can do a job getting off the last shoulder of the, of the last offender and getting in behind, but he just can't, doesn't offer you that hold up play. And that's what we're going to miss without Antonio for, we might get away with it against, lesser or worse teams but against a couple of teams got coming up Leicester this weekend we've got Chelsea to play still mm. they're the sort of games where we're really going to miss him yeah no I completely agree um, there's not loads really to discuss in the match really I think the defence needs whole. to be addressed because the defence recently has looked a little bit leaky like he's Are been we prone, prone to conceding prone to conceding yeah <laughs> 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 And for once, I agree. And I think James has been quite harsh on Diop uh, for what he's said to us. But Diop right now is the weakest link of the four. Back yes. four. Um, and Ogbonna back in full training, I'd definitely bring Ogbonna in. But uh, that doesn't mean Diop's been bad in this run of games. Question, if Ogbonna isn't fit for Sunday, do you start Balbuena? Just throwing uh, it out of there because I've seen people thinking three. No, I wouldn't. No, because Dawson and Balbrenner are too similar for me. Um, not mm-hmm. a, not loads of pace. Deops at least a little bit quicker than um, Dawson. He's a uh, bit of a better passer, ain't he? Yeah, he's better with the ball at his feet, and he's he is like that old Bonner. He can drop deeper if need be. Um, all right, he's probably not as good a defender as Og Bonner right now, but he's more of an Og Bonner type player than Balbrenner. I believe, um, especially with Vardy playing up front. Um, I don't think you can potentially go in there with Dawson and Balbuena for me. Mm. Yeah, but, I don't disagree with you, to be fair. But then I'd, if Ogbonna has been training this week, which he has been, I believe it was yesterday we see the live training. Was it yesterday or today? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's back in full training, so there's no reason why he can't play some part on Sunday. Let's go on to um, injuries. Uh, we'll talk about the game as we go along here. But as we said, Antonio come off after 30 minutes with a looks hamstring. Like hamstring injury again. Um, as we said, he was brilliant and he's been very good the last couple of weeks. Um, from what we've been told, it looks like it's another four to six week job. Normally, with Antonio, it takes a couple of weeks longer. So I'm expecting his season to be over. Yeah. How think, bad is this for us? I think it just highlights where the issues have been this season. And look, Yes, the squad building has been a little bit lacklustre in certain areas, but I would argue as well, I get what Moyes has done. Moyes has looked at this and gone, I'm not just bringing in someone who's going to just take up more wages and transfer bill, but he only wanted to bring in people who have impacted the squad. And let's be honest, every single one, bar even Ben Rama, who has done something but not blown, every single one has been a solid 8 out of 10 this season. Like Kufau, 
Suchek um, and Lingard, who have been the three highlights, have all been brilliant. Right, so it it highlights issues, but I wouldn't say the issues are like it's not a terrible thing. Like people are going to be slagging off Moyes because of this. Like, oh, Moyes should have brought in a striker, and I'm like, Moyes didn't want to bring in a striker because he didn't want to waste the money. And I, I've got no problem with that. We weren't in a position to desperately waste that money. So, um, I kind of agree, but he was offered money, especially the Josh mm. King situation with Everton, and we wanted him. He wanted him more than Belt. He wanted Ben Rama. So for now to see Josh King not even getting minutes at Everton, really getting anything because of how well DCL and Richarlison have played in recent months, what we do have in now? I think it's going to be it's going to be a test of Moyes because, like we say, he was offered the money. Um, he was offered mm. to to be able to replace Allah, and he thought it wasn't worth it. He knew the risk with Antonio, and you know that mm. it's always an injury risk, and he could miss a bit of time. And he's obviously looked at the other players in the squad and gone, "I've got enough here. If that happens, to work with, I can play Bowen, I can play Ben Rama, I can play Lingard, I can whatever whoever it's going to be in whatever formation it's going to be." Um, looking at the fixtures we've got left, there's only a couple I'm concerned about. So without Antonio's hold-up play, I fancy us to still get something against Newcastle, Burnley, Brighton, West Brom and Southampton. Mm. But I don't think we really miss him in those fixtures. Leicester, Chelsea and Everton could be more difficult. And even Everton, I don't think are as good as maybe... Yeah, DCL and Richarlison, uh, Richarlison are good. But outside of them two... And Hammers, but Hammers don't play every week. I don't think their squad's that good. No, I mean, to be fair, I was almost on the fence with Everton of which side to include them. But we yeah. can definitely still get something from them. But it's, it's Leicester and Chelsea that we're really going to struggle. So yeah. the fixtures have fallen fairly well in our favour with this when he's picked up the injury. But it's, it's going to, as I say, it's going to be a big test of Moyes and what he does with, with the players available. Does the young lad Odebaku get more of a go now? He doesn't no. I mean, he's got a chance because obviously he's someone that was ahead of him in the queue is now not there. But he, it's likely he can get some minutes. Um, I, I, it's, I still don't think Moyes is going to be the man that turns to him if we need something out of the game, if we're chasing the game. I think there's other players that he'd rather bring on, especially if we're looking at Yarmolenko potentially coming back soon as well. Right. Um, so that's another man that will probably sit in front of him as, as an option for a striker. And then you've got the likes of Bowen, Lingard, Ben Rama that can all sort of play in a similar situation as a bit of a false nine. So um, I think, yeah, he's more likely to get some minutes now, but I can't see him getting a lot. Yeah. I can't. Fair enough. It's like you looked at it, you'd have thought Connor Coventry's now like to get some minutes while Rice is out. And I still doubt that's going to happen. Well, from what I've read about that the other day, uh, if you're with the under-23 squad, you have to give it some amount of time on COVID regulations. Yeah. Right. So he played apparently two days before the Wolves game or a couple of days before the Wolves game. So he couldn't join the squad. Um, just a question on that, though. But that Ifa Lion who played for us, who's now out on loan, he played the day before he scored against Doncaster. Yeah, I believe this all changed recently. This is what I read. Now, I'm not saying this is 100%. This is just mm. something I read about Coventry not being picked for the squad. Um, now, hopefully this changes this week. I don't know if the under-23s have got a fixture coming up in the next couple of days. Um, might be something we can look into now while we're talking. But 
Um, hopefully, he's in the squad and he, he might get looking because now we'll talk about the centre midfield thing because that is another big injury thing with um, obviously losing Antonio, we've lost a striker and we've now lost Declan Rice for four to six weeks as well, which I think is a ridiculously huge loss with these big games coming up. Mm. Uh, Although I will say this, and this might shock you, I didn't think Noble did a bad job. Well, I was going to say that. Noble didn't do a bad job because he he was in a role where he didn't have two players doing the same thing. He just yeah. had a role to play. Um, just in a to, just to let you know, the under-23s have a game tomorrow night against Manchester United. So if Coventry's in that squad... He's unlikely to be involved be in the squad for Leicester. Yeah. So, um, I th- say Noble plays. No, I thought mm. Noble done all right. He, think... he got worse as the game went on. The legger he got, the worse Noble got. The thing I'd say is, I didn't think Noble had a bad game. You see what he tried to do for the first goal and bring in now, try to bring down Traore. That... <laughs> Gutted, I'd get booked as well. <laughs> that, <laughs> Devastated. That, it, that shows you the issue with Noble now. He just hasn't got the legs anymore. Like that that showed you the issue with Noble. Fair, but what anyone else on that pitch, he probably gets them. That was a Dharma Traore who is no, like you say. Yeah. But it was ridiculous that the only person who tried to like bring him down when about three or four people had a chance was the one who couldn't catch up to yeah, him. But he was a bit further back when he had to try and get on the angle. The other he, three he people, came, Tell yeah. you what, did you see who was the, the last man back with trying to put a tackle in as he crossed that ball? Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard. He tra- tracked him all the way back from the edge of their area and almost kept up with him. So that's pretty good game. I definitely love the fella. Honestly, in seven, eight games he's played for us, I love that player. Yeah. 30 million. He's going to cost a sign by the looks I'd, of it. I'd spend it right now. Just go and pay it. <laughs> It's a little bit high for me. Shut up, Jamie, the way he's played for us. You yeah, kid. I know. I'm just saying 30 million is still quite a fair chunk. English, plan the way he is, he's gonna, it was going to go up from 20 to 30. Yeah. He's, and the thing is, he's, he's 28, so he's sort of in his prime now. So if there's ever a time to pay it, it's probably... It's, mm. it's, it's now or never for yeah, that sort prob- of thing for him. It's I also 5 10 million too high, I, I think. don't think he's going to be the sort of player that will do a payette running out of it with it either. If no. he comes for that sort of money, he'll be a West Ham player and he'll love being a West Ham player. Well, he requested to go to West Ham. Like, yeah. he, was, he wanted to go to us. He so, gets on. He gets on. He heard through the grapevine that we are fucking massive and he wanted to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> we are bigger than United. Um, <laughs> I, did, I do worry about him going forward. He's played a lot of games recently um, when he hasn't played a lot in two, three years. Um, and he was very leggy towards the end. Cramped, cramped yeah. I'm hoping it was cramp. Um, we haven't he... heard anything since to say it was an injury, which is good. Yeah, but I guess we'll see what that squad's like on Sunday again. Which, again, it's an extra day. At least it's not a Saturday game. It's another day's rest uh, for the boys. Here's a worry. Declan Rice, very quickly. Um, now, we've said Antonio's a big miss. I think this is the biggest miss of the lot. Um yeah. Especially in games, again, games like Newcastle, games like that, you can probably get away with it. Wolves, Leicester, Chelsea, Everton, with their players, is a massive, I think, massive miss. I think you're going to miss him more because, yes, he's a great defensive presence, but he's a, he's got a better passer recently. And that's where I think you'll miss him in terms of like the Newcastle games um, and the Burnley games. 
yes, you're going to miss his defensive output against Chelsea and Leicester. That's pretty obvious with the role he puts. But I do think we will miss him more in those Newcastle and Burnley games. I think a lot of people will imagine. He's the biggest drop-off in our squad. Like, if you yeah. look from A to B, he is the next. I think maybe with Antonio too, but you've got, like, Bowen who can fill in. But it's just how good he is. The thing is, I completely agree with what you're saying about his passing and his more attacking output as well. But I think you miss him more defensively in the big games than you miss him offensively in the smaller games. Because in those games against the lesser opponents, say Noble comes in and plays, no matter what about Noble's legs and things like that, his, his range of passing is still fairly good um, and he can still pick a pass. Not not as well as Rice can. He obviously hasn't got that drive bringing the ball out either that Rice has got. But I just don't think the drop-off there is as big as the defensive output you get from him, say, against Chelsea, where you've got any of their midfielders playing and you're matching up Noble against them instead of Declan Rice against them. Or even against Leicester when you've got the likes of James Madison and whoever's coming back from injury this week for them. Um, I just think that's where you're going to miss him more. And and also with the the other games, you, you then rely on your more creative dribblers like Ben Rama, Bowen, um, Fornals, Lingard, whoever it is, to take on the role of getting at the defenders themselves um, and obviously probably not getting the, the, the deliveries from Rice um, up the field. Yeah, is there anything else... Uh, uh, one thing we will talk about uh, before we move on, Bowen. Uh, that's two and two for Bowen. Um, mm. Both probably should have been safe. That's yeah, yep. uh, but that's what you need sometimes. But yeah, I thought he looked. I thought he looked good. Um, got stuck in. Didn't sort of wanted to take people on when he got the chance. And that was tough when you're three one up like that. He's coming on. He's tough for a player that's not a striker. But I was I was quietly impressed with his performance. I think I put it in a chat. I said. You could tell there was a real drop-off once he came on because we couldn't have the outlet up top that Antonio was. And that's nothing against Bowen because that's not what his... That's not his role. That's not him. Like, But I also what, think he offers you what he'd done with a goal, running off the back line and hitting it well enough, where, for me, that isn't Antonio. Hmm. Antonio won't run off the back of the shoulder because he wants to be on that. He wants to be on that defender, getting the ball to feet, turning and going. Where Bowen will offer you in behind. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to. I mean, yeah, I was impressed with with the way he applied himself when he came on. And the thing was, coming into that, they were always going to turn it around a bit in the second half. There was no way they were going to be as bad as they were in the first half. Again, horrendous. So. Yeah we were going to have to play a different type of game because they were going to be more of the front foot. They were going to have more of the ball and we needed that counter-attacking. When you're more on a more of a level footing with a team and against some of the teams we've got coming up, what I hope we will see is a lot more fluidity amongst those forward four players. So Bowen, Lingard, Ben Rama and Fournals probably will be the four. You want to see those being really fluid, not giving the defenders a break. They don't know where each of them are going to be at any one time and that's where we should be looking to hit teams in the next I few think weeks. this is why he probably sticks with that three at the back now I think it yeah will be, because Masawaku and Kufal can do attacking roles enough especially Masawaku and then you'll have three out the four Bowen Ben Rama um four nails and who am I missing uh, Jesse Lingard Jesse Lingard the main <laughs> you'll have three of those four playing that in that three role with four nails will probably play every week sitting in that hole. I think it'll be the team when Bowen came on for Antonio that we'll see for the rest of the season mainly. 
because, any more injuries. <laughs> yeah, like Ben Rama might get some game time against the lesser side, but I don't know how you fit him in because he doesn't give you, like, let's be honest, Fornals is ahead of him because he gives you a bit more work rate. And we've all said how key Fornals is. Bowen's going to play up top probably because he's a better striker than Ben Rama and you're Lingard. So I can't see much game time for Ben Rama going yeah. forward. I think it's, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because as mm. you say, the lesser games about Rice, you might need him to break teams open. Mm. Uh, but then you're also going to need four nails about Rice. Yeah. So it, it becomes it becomes a very tough thing, but we can discuss that a bit more as we go. I along. trust Moyes to get it right, though. Like a lot of people will probably now be like, oh, our season's going to like peter out. And I'm like, we've had 30 good games. Moyes has bought, and like, let's be honest, a lot of people have said, oh, it's going to die down now. We're going to get another win. It's Moyes. Moyes has bought up this trust. Moyes has done so well this year. We actually had this discussion in the group chat where me and Higo says, right now, for me, he's the manager of the season. And I don't think it's close. I generally don't. Like, if well, You could look at international and other trophies. If you just went on Premier League, I don't think there's been a better manager this year. In- I'm not going to get an argument about it. It's just, and he's managed well enough. My problem is with the squad. But That's if- my problem with him. I'm not going to get into argument now because it will end up in a rout. And I, the, only, the, the only thing is you can say is you judge a manager on results. That yeah, is what a manager is judged on. Then, he has taken a team that were on the brink of relegation last season to the brink of Champions League this season. You can't tell me that there's another manager in the Premier League the that has point, excelled beyond his expectations as much as David Moyes has this season. At the same point, there was a point made by Jamie at the weekend going, if we lose this, there's only one, there's only one, uh, one person's fault for this, and that's the players. Right. So, are we not giving players any credit for the position we're in now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But, but you're, you're, saying it's, you're, you're saying it's on Moyes. Yeah, Moyes doing a great job. He is, and he is doing a great job. But also, those players are doing a brilliant job. I kind of highlighted it during the game because we were three 0 up. Moyes was forced into making two subs because Antonio had to come off injured, and we knew Masawako couldn't make it through the game. So, he only really had one sub that was a tactical sub. That was my point. Like, if but you're free. Could you give Moyes some of the blame for... Um, it's not so much to blame, but that's two games now we've conceded with a minute ago. Is there something that he's not doing to get the team concentrated enough? Or is that... Because I'd, I'd blame the team for that, but you could te- technically I give don't. the manager some sort of blame for that. I don't think so. Because I don't... I, I generally think the manager set, set us up correctly for most of the game. Like the Wolves one, I think we generally fell more onto the back foot because of Antonio's injury. I don't think we can see two goals if Antonio yeah, but, gets injured. But you're, uh, you're right. I know. Their first goals come from counter-attack. So that's not from yeah. Antonio. Yeah, I know. That's but I'm counter-attack. But who's to say that the Antonio doesn't hold the ball up at the other end and they don't yeah. get the opportunity to counter-attack? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, not, it's, it's, we're, we're all speaking hypotheticals. Yeah. That first goal, we wasn't dropping back and it was a goal where we're... Uh, two banks of four. That's a goal that could happen even with Antonio up front. I know. I was. Just, we're speaking hypothetical here, but I do generally think he's been the best manager in the Premier League this season. Then that's your that's your opinion. Who do you think is then, Dow? Seriously, uh, anyone but Moyes. Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve Bruce. Fuck off. <laughs> no, <laughs> like Steve serious Bruce, question. Castle down is is my manager of the year. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> if you were voting for your manager of the season on a like. All 20 clubs are lined up and you look at the managers. You have to pick one as your manager of the Premier League season. Who are you picking? I think you've got to give Ollie, uh, Ollie at the wheel some sort of praise. Uh, I think he's had a pretty good season uh, with the way they're 
squad is and the results they keep getting. Obviously, Pep. Moise is up there. Yeah, Moise is up there. Ancelotti's got to be up there. I think I think Everton have fallen away too much. Yeah. And everyone thought we finished below Everton this year. Top four, though. Like, all these teams around us got a chance of finishing top four. I generally don't think... I think the top four, as ridiculous as this sounds, I think it's between Leicester, Chelsea, West Ham and Liverpool for yeah. two spots. I don't think Tottenham can. If you get outplayed by Newcastle, I can't take you seriously. I'd say as well, another we'll manager... That shit, that we'll be... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> another manager that is in there with a shout, I think, is Brendan Rodgers. Um, I did yeah. think Rodgers, but... He... He done keeps, it last year. He just keeps doing, yeah. Um, like since he's taken over at Leicester, um, they really were sort of find themselves in a bit of a rut after. I'd take him at us in a heartbeat. Long term, he's a very good option, but he yeah. will end up. I think he'll get another shot at a, bit, a big four club. Yeah. Um, I know obviously he didn't go particularly well at Liverpool, but he's proven proven himself again, having gone up north. Um, and then come back down to us, at, uh, to us, to the to the Premier League with Leicester. Um, he's he's a good manager for a long term. Who project. would you? I think if he was to go to another Premier League team, I do generally think it would be Man City next. Because I can't reckon? see if say Pep was to leave not after this season, next season. I don't. I think he's the best one out there. Probably I could, with Premier I could Madrid. I could see him at Arsenal. Yeah, I but see him, I could actually see him at United. Yeah, United. I think all of them. Like, let's be honest. I do think Brendan Rodgers is probably one of the best managers in the league. It's just everyone remembers what happens at the end of his Liverpool career. But let's be honest, he almost won them a Premier League title. He's a very good manager. So Brendan Rodgers, manager of the year. Yeah, cheers for arguing my point, fellas. Boys <laughs> has done a better job than Brendan Rodgers this year. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yes, right. yes. Let's call that discussion a day and we'll move on to the fixture Sunday Sunday we'll have a quick 10 second break and we'll come back right we are back we will now discuss the fixture against Leicester Sunday afternoon two o'clock at home yes at home we're beating them away, aren't we? We beat them away. Could we do another double? Double, no. double, double. I don't think so. I, uh, I feel... you're, you're, you do my head in. Yeah, Moisey can do the job. He can get us wins. Moisey this, Moisey that. Moisey, give me your big fat knob. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, as soon as I go, can we do the double? You're like, no, 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 we're rubbish. The difference is, you asked me if you think we will get the result. I said no, but I'm not writing us off. I literally was about to say before you interrupted me, I went, if we get a result, I wouldn't be surprised. Such a do gem- <laughs> You're the big one for not turning up to play with dinosaurs tonight. <laughs> oh, I Touché. want my dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, mate. Earns me money. Before we crack on with this, we'll go over to Matt's stats. Matt, give me some stats. Insert Matt's stats graphic here. <laughs> 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 yeah. Matt stats. Nice. Uh, yeah, head to head with Leicester over the course of our histories, we have faced each other 135 times. How many wow. have we won, Jamie Gray? Was it 135? It was. I'm going for a slap. I was going to go slap bang 50. I'm going to drop to 45. Ooh. Daryl. 
I'll go 50. Oh, imagine if that's right now. 58. No one's got it right. It was, it's 53. Oh, so you were close, Jane. We've got a good um, record against them then. Yeah, we have actually. We've won 53. It's, it's a strange one where the draws are a lot lower than the others. Um, so it's 153, drawn 33, lost 49. Um, so not many draws. Um, biggest win, 6-2 in September 1974. And our biggest loss was 5-1 in April 1961, both in the old Division 1. Uh, David Moyes' record against Leicester. He's played them nine times, 1-4, drawn three, lost two. Um, Brendan Rodgers' record against West Ham is fairly good. He's played 11, 1-6, drawn two, lost three. And their head-to-head record, Moyes... Uh, in the nine times they faced each other, has the upper hand, winning four, losing three, and drawing two. So that is Matt's stats. What's, apart from um, this season's game, which you've already played them in, what was the record against them last year? Uh, lost we lost at home because that was when Pellegrini got sacked. And yeah. we... what? Like, when did we play them? Away. We played them away on the 22nd of January. Oh, they battered us. One. Yeah. Right. Fair so that was, that was a bad day. Barnes, Pereira, <laughs> Perez and Perez. And we had a noble penalty. I don't think our record against them recently has been that good. My main highlight is when I went to the away day where Noble scored that screamer. Yeah, it was a quality goal. And um, who scored the other one that day? Uh, uh, Hal Joel Mario. Oh, remember, John Mario, not Hal Perrin. I remember yeah, the player. Because the guy next to me hated him. Like, I, it was like, Mario, you're fucking shit. Like, you've got to be doing this. And when he scored absolute limbs, he's just standing there fuming. Like. <laughs> so um, just, just to give you a bit, of more, a bit more context, uh, obviously, we beat them early this season, beat them in 18, which was that game, the 2-0 win. Before that, our last win was December 2014, um, which was a 2-0 win in the Premier League. Um, we had uh, we drew against them away when the season they won the league, wasn't it, I think? Yes. Um, yeah. against them, wasn't it a draw the day that their chairman uh, died? Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was Balbuena scored a goal that day um, and went one we, up, I think. We played really, really well that day. That, weren't yeah, that the day? 10 men, too. Weren't we up in London, Dal, getting on the on the lash? Um, what, the day of that he died? Yeah, or it might not have been you, it might have been someone I'm, else. I'm sure that was a Saturday, late Saturday night. Yeah, it was. It was. I, was I was watching it on the train. It might not have been with you. No, weren't with me, mate. It's not. Well, I wish it was because that sounded. I know, I know what it was. It was my mate's leaving drinks before he went travelling, and I got absolutely battered, and the missus had to bring me home. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. She was not happy. (laughs) Love that. Right. Talking of that, Daryl, do you remember when you and Kevin had a party around yours, and when you shared a house? There were lots of them. (laughs) Oh, well, I think oh, I came to one of them, and they wouldn't. Everyone wouldn't let me leave until I down my drink, and they all surrounded me. And then you come down because someone pissed on your bed. <laughs> and when you went ape shit, I can't remember. Who, obviously, I don't know who did it, but I remember that's, that's little, those specifics. That is a that is one messy house. That I think Jamie was born then. 
Some of the Friday nights I'd in that house and then going off to cricket the next morning was outrageous. <laughs> Absolutely outrageous. But um, we digress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a big word for you, Dal. It's a great right. word. It's a great little word. It, it really suited the uh, comment as well. Right, let's start at home. Um, thoughts on the game. James, as you've just joined us and you're not with your dinosaur nonsense just yet. Um, <laughs> talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, what do you want to know, son? What do you want to know? Well, I asked you the question, what do you think of the game on Sunday? So uh, you didn't say you, didn't, you said what do you think of the game? I didn't know whether you meant the game coming oh, up. I'll just answer the question. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> um, kind of, uh, it's it's a tough one because I was growing, I was going into it confident, knowing that you know we, with our full squad and stuff, and now we've had a few injuries. It's made me, in the back of my head, probably write it off a little bit. Um. I'd, I'd take a draw now, considering the injuries we have. Mm. Um, I'd be happy with a draw, provided our performance is good. Um, if our performance is bad and we get a draw, <laughs> I'll be buzzing. <laughs> if our performance is better than them and we play better than them, and then it's down to a stupid slopping mistake or something that's cost us the result, then I'd be a bit annoyed. So, you know, it could go either way. Um, I'm hoping that um is it did they did, did Lingard seem fit or is he out? Yeah. It looks like it's just cramp. cramp. There's no rumours coming out that he's injured. It's just been the fallout with Antonio. There's a, there's a chance that he could obviously feature quite as a starter. Um I, I would probably go with the same same team really. Uh, what about uh, Antonio? Uh, play Bowen up front, maybe. Yeah. Um I thought Masuaku played very well the other day. He looked like he'd just been there the whole time and not been missing for the last four months. So, uh, you know, I would quite happily see him again. And I think he'll cause some problems down that wing. Have they got any players for us to worry about? Are they all full strength? Or? Ian Nacho is probably their most informed. Vardy's not done anything recently. So watch Vardy score really a hat. Score at trick. Diop. He's playing the other day, Harry did the, like getting dragged out of uh, position. <laughs> He's Vardy's just gonna have an absolute field day against him. And we're not quick at the back already anyway. So they've literally I I don't know, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Moyes did set up with a back three. I with think two I, wing backs. with Rice and Antonio both now probably being out for the majority of the season, I think we're gonna go five at the back for the and, and rest of the I year. would I'm Against Leicester, I think you've got to try and forget that they're Leicester and treat them as if you would treat them, you know, someone that's fighting for a title. And like they've they're there for a reason at the end of the day. And us being particularly uh, weak up front now, in terms of a main striker, and now we've lost our best player, we kind of got to set up a little bit cautiously. Um, luckily for us, we have got the pace. So mm. uh, going forward, so if we can counter them, I think we can do all right. I, I, no, I think we'll be quite an even game. I'm hoping uh, they they continue this momentum and form. It's a massive game because I do. I was I was saying how we can still get top four. We're probably the outsiders of the four we were talking about going in. But if we win this, we're one point off Leicester. Yeah, we win crazy. this. 
we win this, I think it makes a massive statement this year that that everyone does have to actually take us seriously. If we like, lose, it's, it's it's mid-April. I think the reality is everyone's taking us seriously now. Yeah, maybe not but, fans, but I think yeah. Teams. But I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I believe. Uh, okay, that's fair enough. I think other teams in the Premier League will probably not take us for granted, but other fan bases probably would then take us a bit serious. Okay, West Ham are actually playing well this year. I can tell you how the next three weeks are going to go right now. Oh, loss, loss, Go on then. We, we beat Leicester, right? We'll lose to Newcastle and then we'll beat Chelsea. <laughs> Beyond, I'll take that right now. Our so, next, three, sorry, next three games, if we get six points, no matter who it's against, it's a positive because that's yeah. what we probably would say. Ironically, I'd probably rather beat Leicester and Chelsea and lose to Newcastle because you're beating because you're beating a rival around you. Yeah, beating the competition, aren't you? Yeah. We'll beat the two good teams and we'll lose to Newcastle because yeah. we never get a result against Newcastle. John Joe Shelby hat trick. Steve Bruce nodding one in. Almeron. <laughs> Almeron. Double. Your mate Almeron. The super <laughs> sub. Those <laughs> sub. Those are just <laughs> looking at the odds for the top four finish at the moment. Um, Man United now done. Leicester four to eleven, Liverpool ten to eleven, Chelsea eleven to ten, West Ham eleven to four. So yeah, we are the outsiders. I think that's. Do you know what? That's fine. Fine. There's no pre- There's less pressure on us. In the, the day, I think these boys have got to go in there with no expectations of getting Champions League. Like I, I'm not even thinking about fourth place. I just want us to keep hold of fifth and sixth. I think um, those odds probably would have dropped a little bit. The fact that Rice and Antonio are now missing for six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing. If they uh, were fit, I generally think we could do it. I genuinely think we could do it. All right. Uh, and if you want us to finish in the top six... I think we're like eight to 11, aren't we? One to two. Oh. I still quite good. The problem is, the, the teams around us, Everton have still got... It's still a decent side. Spurs... You know, like they'll win games, I and mean, they're not a good side, but they'll win games because they've already yeah. got. It's not going to be easy to finish there in that top six ah, with two massive injuries like Rice Antonio. Yeah, I, I think the, the thing with Everton is they've still got Spurs, Arsenal, Villa, us, and Man City to play. Yeah, like that's a pretty tricky running. That Let's is, be honest. I know you. I know you can laugh at me, and I know we've still got playing Brighton on an easy game. Never all. They haven't got an easy run. Liverpool's running is probably the easiest of the lot because I don't think they're playing a single team outside of Man U that are in the top six. The easy games for Liverpool seem like the tougher games. Mm. And the the thing the thing with Liverpool at the moment is I think them getting Yota back is a big help for them as well. He's he's hit the ground running um, in the last couple of games. They could be out of the Champions League. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which gives them an easy run like through the rest of the season, only playing once a week. Do you yeah, see yeah. that if, if Man City get through um, this tie in the Champions League, they will have played every available weekend and midweek since something like October, apart from that when they had one game cancelled because of COVID? Really? Yeah. Jesus. Show that is insane. Shows their squad depth, though, doesn't it? it yeah, does. I, don't, I don't think any other team... And their back staff and how well they keep them like super fit yeah that, 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 that's just for me which shows why pep is a lot of people say oh pep's only good because he's got so he many good players guess what, he, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> Not of the Premier League season. He might be right. manager of. The Boys, season. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to give my prediction of a one all. Where are you going, James? I'm going. I've got doing my live stream. What play with playing? dinosaurs. I'm what playing the oil. Go bus? over to Jurassic Unicast if you like gaming. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it. <laughs> not. <laughs> he said it for us. He did. Um, right. Uh, predictions. He, he went with one all. Um, Jamie, give me your prediction. Uh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I do think we... It'll be tough. I think it'll be close. And I think they'll edge it. I'm going to go 2-1. But I think it's going to be tight. Like Vardy's due a goal. Um, I believe our goal scorer will be... It's going to be, again, Jesse Lingard. <laughs> I've got to just keep predicting him because he's an absolute machine. How much money do you reckon you'd have made if you just backed him any time every week since he joined us? Because at oh, the beginning, his odds wouldn't have been that great, would they? We talked about it, obviously, with the long-running joke about me. When he joined us, he was 40-1 to 1 to make the England squad. He's now 8-15. to 15. That is mental. <laughs> in what? Eight, in about eight weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, That's ridiculous. Listen, it like 40 to 1. Like, someone out there has probably got a tenor on that watching Levery Lingard go just walking around the house. Like, this. I bet it's, it's ex WHU employee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do need to actually bring this up, Jay. Um, oh, here we go. The last, <laughs> the last five or six weeks, we've you've uh, had a bet with your friends or a supposed bet with your friends, even though you haven't got any friends apart from me and Matthew, um, that you'd get a tattoo. Uh, Jaylings, if Jesse Lingard made the squad. Now no, I've been told. <laughs> I've been told that you have now buoyed out of this bet. Paid them off. <laughs> Here's, here, here is your chance. Here is your platform to defend yourself for bottling when you make such a bold claim. I paid them Please off. Please state your case to the universe. I paid them off. <laughs> that's not. That's not good enough. Hey, loads of other people have got a history of paying people off. I've paid them off. You're on your way to a government position, you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm yeah, just using the police, we'd have DC Steve Arnold after you. <laughs> hey, DC's DS, Daryl. Come DS, on, you meant to know the show. DS Steve Arnold. Um, I think that's very poor from you. You, you know my feelings on it. Yeah, uh, but I also you found that something about you. stupid comments all the time. Oh, if he does this, I'll buy you a mansion. It has backfired and now you've backed out of saying. Hey, I paid him off. Eventually, I have to pay off someone's mansion, and it'll cost me a lot. Poor, poor <laughs> effort. Right, I'm going to go with. I'm actually going to go Leicester three, West Ham one. Um, I'm not confident in Moisey Ball. Um, I think. I think it's. I think. To, I think this game's just a bit. I think it's going to be a bit too much for the boys um, with the injuries that we've got. Um, and I'm going to go with Bowen to get another one. Make that three and three. Lads back on a bit of a run. Mig, have you given us a score? I have not. What are you going to go? Um, I am. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I'd snap your point. You snap your hand off for a point right now. Um, but I'm going to go for another open, entertaining game, and I'm going to go for a three-two Leicester win. Gold. So none of us have got us winning, which I think nah. is normally quite a good sign for us. And yeah, I'm going to say our goals will be Jesse and Jared. 
Jesse. If we go back, back through these all these episodes and we all predict losses, I believe we've got a really good Has record. anyone kept a record of it? I've... No, I, I started and then I forgot. So next season, <laughs> I will keep a record throughout the whole season. We'll even, I'll, I'll, I'll make some sort of league table as well. For, yeah. Um, well, I, I, I think it'd be quite good to do something. Does anyone listen to TalkSport at all still anymore? Do you remember the Fools panel, Hawksby and Jacobs? Yeah. You do a few of them and we could do it. We could do maybe three results a week plus the West Ham game and do a league table that way. Could be interesting. Uh, but the problem is James time. doesn't watch football outside of West Ham, so <laughs> then he'll probably win it. <laughs> whoever loses get a Jesse Lingard tattoo. No, because that'll somehow whoever, end up being you. <laughs> whoever loses has to pay for dinner for all of us. Deal. Jamie That's... already owes me dinner. Yes, I do. I can't. I can't waggle out of that one. Uh, what was that for? Uh, that was for a basketball bet, um, and I won handily. Didn't I, Jamie? You buy me dinner, Jamie. Would you part of the bet? I'm. I'm not asking for a bet. Can just saying, will you buy me dinner? <laughs> I'm hungry. He, <laughs> he proper screwed Jono over. He was like, yeah, we'll do this bet. And no, I wait a second. I will stay. Jono was the one who said. I'm going with Jamie. Was he right to do that? Absolutely <laughs> no. fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> right. I believe that is it from us today. Anything else you want to discuss? No, I think we're all good, except that David Moyes is an absolute god. But he's not managing yet. Moyes, but genius. You can find us on all social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, at the Pretty Bubbles podcast. So like, give us a five star rating. Yeah, subscribe. Star rating. Um, one of us. If we do get some of them, we might be able to read them out at some point. Um, if you've got any questions, please leave them with us as well. Um, yeah, I believe that's it. Yeah. I'll speak to you two boys next week. Um, hopefully, James will not be with his um, friends. Friends. Oh, that uh, is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Nicola Donfrey. He's taken an absolute battery and I love it. <laughs> Stick Can't wait for him to edit it all out. I know. <laughs> he will. He, will. Well. he generally will. No, he ain't got time to go through it and edit it all anymore now that he's got a kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Last thing to say, boys, come on your eyes. Come on your eyes. Come on your